The Lord be with you. And your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, When Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and in him God is glorified. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As we continue in the Easter season, we have put a particular focus on the Last Supper discourse in our Gospel readings, right? Entering into all of the intentions and the beautiful things that are going on in the heart of the Lord as He manifests them to His apostles. All of these last instructions, the summary of His teaching, the call to a higher love, but also to the casting out of fear in the face of suffering. Suffering is what is unavoidable in this life. It's unavoidable. And so again, the Lord, when he suffers and dies for us, doesn't eliminate suffering in our life. He doesn't take suffering away, but he gives it a new meaning and gives us a new capacity to go through it with him. And so what we see in the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles is what St. Paul speaks about and saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God through many tribulations. And so the Lord hasn't eradicated suffering, but he has given it meaning. And so in a certain sense, this is what he is speaking about when he is speaking about being glorified in this moment. Glory is attributed to Christ in different ways at different stages, if you will. When he comes again in his glory, as it says in Scripture, That's a specific reference to his judicial power as he comes as judge, right? The glory that he receives from the Father is also the knowledge that the Father has of him and he of the Father in this shared life that they have. And it is, in a certain sense, the essence of God is that glory. But there is also, very interestingly now, a glory in the cross. And this is what St. Paul speaks about also in his letters. I glory in the cross of Jesus Christ. I glory in it. And so what does that mean? What does it mean to glory in the cross of the Lord? And what does it mean now for the Lord to be glorified? And in him being glorified that the Father is also glorified at this moment, particularly as he enters into his passion. This is when the passion begins, with the betrayal, the betrayal. When Judas had gone out, and you can imagine as Judas now decides to go and betray the Lord, And the Lord can already see it in his heart. And he says to him, 
what you must do, not because the Lord is binding him to do it, but because he can see that it is fixed in his will. What you must do, do it quickly. And so Judas goes out and it says, and it was night, it was darkness. And so the darkness has now begun. The hour of darkness has begun. And the light will slowly be crushed out in his passion, but only to reemerge victorious through his resurrection as he shines out again. And so after Judas has gone out and his betrayal has already pierced the heart of the Savior, there's nothing quite so uh, intense as the suffering of betrayal, especially when it comes from someone whom you might have entrusted your whole self to, your whole heart to. When we hand over ourselves in love, there is a particular vulnerability that comes with that. I think I've said that before. I heard it very beautifully described as when you love someone, it's like giving them the other end or the handle of a sword and the top is against your heart, meaning simply you've given them the capacity to wound you deeply, but you trust in love. And when that is betrayed, it is particularly painful. And so the passion of the Lord has begun in this particularly painful way. As Scripture says, the betrayal of a friend is a sorrow unto death, a sorrow that the Lord will speak about in the garden. My soul is sorrowful unto death. This betrayal of this friend, this one that he loved, this one that he constantly appealed to, to try and get him to convert and to change. But Judas had gone out. And Jesus says, now the Son of Man is glorified. St. Ambrose says that glory is when something is known or seen and praised, so that what is seen of it is deserving of praise, is deserving of our love. And so what is happening now as the Lord goes into his passion, he is entering into this great mystery of suffering, and he will come out from it victorious. And so we can also know that. We know that suffering causes us the greatest trouble when thinking about God. Why would he permit these things for us? And especially that trouble runs up to its, I guess it's kind of like its pinnacle point when we see suffering in the innocent, those who are undeserving, right? See the suffering of a child, suffering of a child with cancer. And so what the Lord does in his passion is he brings that even a step further. The suffering of the Creator, the suffering of the one who is love, he's not only completely innocent, but he is also completely good. There is nothing in him deserving of any punishment, of any suffering, and he takes it upon himself for our sake, because this suffering and death has come into the world by our will, not his. It entered the world by his permissive will, not his ordaining will. And so this suffering, he comes in his love to take upon himself and deliver us from the punishments that we have brought upon ourselves. This is love. And so as he enters into his passion, and as he goes through every sort of suffering and trial, both exterior and interior, he is teaching us about God. And what is he showing us of God? He is showing us the love of God. The extents that love will and should go to to lay down our life for the sake of our friends. And so this is the glory he is speaking of at this particular point. And so through his passion, he is glorified. 
because as we look at him in his suffering, he is glorified because we come to know him, and as we come to know him in his suffering, it creates, if you will, within us a spontaneous reaction of praise and love, that someone would go to that extent for us, undeserving, that the innocent would suffer for the sake of the guilty. This is the great mystery of the cross. This is the great mystery of the manifestation of the love of God, reaching its pinnacle in the revelation of Jesus Christ for us as he hangs on the cross, as he doesn't deliver himself from suffering by his divine power, but rather endures it through his human nature. And this glory he wants to share with us, that we in our life can also manifest the glory of God, and that through our actions we can give glory to God. And this is most, particular, most particularly done through love. And so this is what the Lord moves on to in the gospel for today. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. You might say, well, how is this new? This is also commanded in the Old Testament. But it is new because it is brought to a higher pinnacle, right? It's new because it's brought to a higher standard. It's not simply natural love in terms of human love. It's now divine love that we are commanded to have for one another. A divine agape love that suffers and sacrifices and lays down our life for the sake of the other. A love that goes into suffering and trial, confident that we do not go alone. To close, we see from the second reading today from the book of Revelation, Apocalypse, we see that there is a consolation that he gives to us in this life in the midst of suffering. And it is the same consolation that they have in heaven, which is that God dwells with them. On earth, God dwells with us here in the tabernacle, in the monstrance, and also in Holy Communion when we receive him. He is with us and within us, and he is that consolation that is with us, wiping away every tear, eliminating death and giving life, and eradicating mourning and crying and pain. It will never fully be eradicated in this life, but when we participate in the grace of Christ, when we come to him, we are being led to a point where at our death we can enter into this life for eternity, a life where then suffering is gone, a life where then death has been eradicated, and where there will no, neither be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. This is the glory of Christ, his passion, made present to us here at the Mass in which we participate. And the reason that we come here is to give him glory. Amen.